Today's date is September 22nd, 2023, and this is episode 40 with Truth Patriot. Hi, punks. Going to school, huh? Yeah. Why don't you play fish hooky and come fishing with us? Yeah, boy. They're sure biting. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, Get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, You don't tempt the Lord thy God. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, Get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, You don't tempt the Lord thy God. Now Jesus went to the desert 40 nights and 40 days When he got tired and hungry To his father he would pray But the devil came to Jesus Said if you want to be fed Why don't you turn these big old worthless stones to bread Get behind me Satan Jesus said get behind me Satan Jesus said get away from me Satan Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Then the devil came to Jesus, to the temple up on top. And he said, if you are the son of God, to fall for this golden drop. For the scripture says that angels will slow your falling down. They'll gently put your feet back on the ground. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Then the devil came to Jesus to a mountaintop to shove all the cities and the nations and the kingdoms here below. And the devil came to Jesus, you can have all that you see, if you will just bow down and worship me. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, he said, don't tempt the Lord. Hello and welcome everyone. This is an official Godcast. Thank God it's Friday. The weekend is finally here. My name is Ron Johnston. I have a special co-host tonight, Ray Finkel. And tonight, giving his testimony, our special guest, Truth Patriot. Thank you, everyone, for joining me here tonight and tuning in. Unfortunately, Flightworks Mary will not be joining us 
She is off doing greater things at Bardsfest in Kentucky. That being said, if there are any prayer requests tonight in the live chat, please tag myself. Please tag me. And I'll pray for you in closing. Thank you. Yes, we'll be missing Mary tonight, I know, no doubt. How you doing there, Ray Finkel? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing pretty good myself. Hey, I saw this uh I saw this thing on Telegram. It kinda kinda reminded me of, of you. And uh I'd like to play it. I don't usually play clips from Telegram, but since we got a little extra time tonight, I thought that I would. And if I could, let me set this up. This is a, you know, it's it's a video. You guys can't see it, so I'm going to set it up for you. There's there's a gentleman. He's walking through the grocery store with a thousand dollars in his hand, and he's trying to find somebody, anybody, that can say all the books of the New Testament. All right, so I'm going to play that. Here we go. Thousand dollars, if you can name me uh, every book of the New Testament. There's 27 books. Yeah, no, I'll do. Not even close. No, I don't know. No, you don't know. No. I'll give you a thousand dollars if you can name me uh, every book in the New Testament. We're going to start with Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Acts, Romans, First and Second Corinthians, okay. Ephesians, Galatians, Philippians. Colossians, Hebrews, 1st and 2nd Peter, 1st, 2nd and 3rd John, Titus, Jude, Revelation, James, 1st and 2nd Timothy, Philemon, Thessalonians, 1 and 2. You did get them all. Here's a thousand dollars. Are you sure? Your ministry. Oh, praise the Lord. If you had one message to the world, what would it be? Everyone needs Jesus. Jesus died for you. He loves you with all his heart. Believe on him. And you will be saved. Glory to God. Yes. He's our only hope for yes. salvation. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, isn't that amazing? And that's it. That's the message right there. Jesus is the answer. What do you think about that, Ray? I thought it was pretty nice. It's pretty cool, huh? Now, the reason it reminded me of you, because what are you learning right now? The Old Testament. The Old Testament books of the Bible. So, hey, I hate to put you on the spot, but I'm going to do it anyways. Can we hear them? You've been, you've been learning them. Let's hear it. Come on. Can you do it? I'll try. All right. Let's hear it, bud. What do you got? Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, First and Second Samuel, First and Second Kings, First and Second Chronicles, Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther, Job, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon, see, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nahum. I don't know how to pronounce this one, but I've came up with Habakkuk. 
Close, close then, enough. We'll give it to you. <laughs> and then Zephaniah, Haggai, Zachariah, and Malachi. <laughs> you did it, bud. Good job, man. Oh, you're awesome. You're better than your old man. <laughs> Looks like I got some catching up to do in life. And, uh, and then we'll get to the New Testament. We'll learn that one next, huh? Very soon. Very soon. Awesome. Thank you for that. All right. Tonight's testimony is with Truth Patriot. And we pre-recorded this. We, we weren't exactly sure with uh, scheduling, uh, you know, if we were going to be able to do a Friday. So we pre-recorded. And we actually were going to play this out in, I think, November or December. I can't remember right. But we had a cancellation. And since we had it recorded, we figured, hey, since the cancellation, we're going to play it tonight. So uh, just just happens to be perfect timing. All in God's timing. And uh, timing was now. So um, we're going to play that before we play the testimony. I'm going to lead us in prayer, so please join me in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we are thankful for being here tonight. Lord, thank you for that. I ask that you will use tonight to make a difference in each one of our lives. And I want to thank, thank you, Lord, for, for Truth Patriot. I want to pray that his testimony is heard by the ears that it was meant for. And I know that it will be, Lord, because you are an awesome God. Lord, I pray you help every single heart and mind that is listening, whether it be live or in the replay, and help each one of us, Lord, just to focus on you and to focus on our Savior alone for the next hour and a half. Help us to praise you and glorify you in a way that's acceptable to you, Father. I ask this in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Can I get an amen, Ray? You got an amen for me, brother? Amen. All right. Okay, so without further ado, this is the testimony of Truth Patriot. Here we go. Grew up. Midwest family, uh, military father, just very, very harsh uh, growing up. Uh, he wasn't around much until about seven or eight years old, you know, his, when his service time ended. So he, uh, you know, I don't remember. I was too young, but uh, I grew up on, I was on a couple military bases growing up. My sister was born in Texas. Um, I was actually born while he was on leave um, in Toronto, Canada in a hospital while we were on a fishing trip. My mother was pregnant and went into labor. Um, we just growing up, it was dysfunctionality. Um, Jesus was never spoken in our home. Um, it was not a, God was not at the forefront and if anything in our, in our life. Um, the only person that really spoke about Jesus or God in any way was my grandmother on my dad's side. And she never spoke scripture to me. She never, um, not to anybody, but she'd always correct you if you were doing saying something that she didn't like. Hey, God wouldn't like that. You know, that was pretty much the extent of it. So, um, like I said, dysfunctional family, alcoholism, physical, mental abuse. Uh, my dad was pretty rough 
with after his military career. Like I said, alcohol played a big part in it. He was very physically uh, abusive at times, qu- quite abusive at, at others. Um, just generally not a good person to be around, I guess. Um, which I'm sure, you know, if any of the listeners out, out there listening tonight uh, probably would understand that if they grew up with a military father, they went through the stuff that our, our guys have been through. I mean, Mary, I'm pretty sure yeah. you, you had a military family, right? No, but it, it was very much like that. Growing it was up, very much like that. I, I can't, maybe it was one of yeah. your guests in the, in, in the past that was speaking on having, um, but any, yeah. for anybody a out there family, that knows, though, yeah. 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 For anybody out there that knows military men and they have gone through the things that they went through, they can have a hard time acclimating to family life. So yeah, it was pretty rough. Um, he taught me how to be tough, you know, through school of hard knocks, literally, um, which that led to uh, a lot of, a lot of things down the road. Um, both my parents had extramarital affairs, so they were not, they just generally were not happy. Um, I, Grew up with a mentally handicapped and physically handicapped brother. Um, that was very hard on on everyone in the family. Um, he was damaged by a vaccine for the, um, uh, what is that? Diphtheria, pertussis, tuberculosis before they start school. Um, yeah, DPT. Yes, and he was, he, he was given this vaccine, but it was experimental at the time. They talked my parents into it and... Six months later, he uh, went into a seizure and he uh, never recovered. His brain was permanently damaged. So I grew up with a sibling that was and that rough growing up in the neighborhood. When your, the neighborhood kids found out, yeah, I had a brother like that, and they want to make fun. So led to a lot of a lot of fights, you know, out in the neighborhood. And I grew up in the city. But I now live in the country. Raised my kid. Raised my kids. I want no part of the city. You live, life, in, so. you live in the same state that when you were born, yes. though. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I I lived in I lived in Canton, Ohio at the time. Um, okay. And that's where I grew up. Um, and that you know rough rough years of the physical, mental, emotional abuse. The, you know, the my brother, all that stuff culminated into a lot of dysfunctionality in my family. Um. Uh, my teen years, uh, again, me and my dad going rounds, you know, as a growing up a teenager and running around the streets, getting in trouble and doing things. And he wasn't kind about that either. So, you know, it led to a long period of using drugs, alcohol to cope, um, uh, promiscuity as a lot of dysfunctional families, you know, kids, that's what you do to cope. You, you find people that are like-minded and doing the same things and you follow suit. Right. Um, exactly. So, and, and of course, you know, with not God, not being in the picture, not being spoken, my family, um, I didn't know him. So I didn't know any other way. Um, became a teenage father at 17. Um, so yeah, child out of high school, not while in high school, um, in my senior year, uh, and that led to a whole other list of issues. Um, uh, but I'll move away from that subject because that's that's a whole nother show in and of itself. Um, yeah, yeah. Exactly. 
I, uh, I went to college, uh, went to the Art Institute of Pittsburgh. Um, I spent three years living over there and I went from city to a metropolis. So yeah, a whole lot of the same stuff, you know, in standard college life, I suppose, you know, uh, running in the path of drugs and alcohol and promiscuous behavior. Um, I originally wanted to get into graphic or computer animation, but I ended up switching to graphic design because just like computers aren't my thing. And like I've said, you know, I've used that term in tech tarted. Yeah. Cause I don't yeah. understand this technology. No, that's yeah. what intimidated me. I was telling Ron before we started. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm not good on technology. I don't know anything about Zoom or how to record stuff. And no, I, I know none of yeah. that. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with being old school that way, I suppose. Right now, by the way, <laughs> you're doing great. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Um, you're doing good. Well, uh, after college, uh, came home, coming out of college, living the same way. You know, godless. At at a point, I would really honestly say a heretic. To be honest, um, very blasphemous in the things that I would say. Simply, and I know now, now in my walk with Jesus, why it was that way. And I'll explain. Simply because of my little brother, I felt at that time why worship a God or follow a God that would take my little brother away from me. So. Quite frankly, at the time, it, living that way, uh, I, I had a hatred for God simply because I couldn't understand why he would take my little brother away. You know, that was yeah. understandable. A lot of people deal with that. All right. I'll, I'll just have you know, I get a little emotional sometimes, so uh, bear with me. Um, it's that was totally totally okay you just take as much time as you need and you know emotions are real so um yeah and that's one thing i i get very emotional when the spirit's moving in me i and i hear this from a lot of people that when the spirit's moving in you you can't you can't do anything but sob uncontrollably and that right. happens to me a lot now and that's when i know that's when i know he's moving you know that's when i know he's he, he's present right there he's present all the time but when it when the spirit's really there i feel it and yeah. and so that may happen a few times um you know as i talk but um yeah um like i said you know i lived a, a big part of my life you know as a blasphemous heretic and just spitting venom generally at life uh and how i came to god um well i met my wife in 1998 um she's she's the reason shout out to plurable dog mom uh she's the reason why i walk with with god now and it took a long road of getting there i actually met her in 97 at a party at my sister's house uh a housewarming party and that wasn't our time that wasn't god said nope not yet so in 98 my sister's wedding um september of 1998 uh she came to my sister's wedding and that's when god put her in my path um and it it was yeah it was pretty from the beginning it was just a, a connection yeah on a little side note though she did try to dodge me a little bit because we talked in in that and then i showed up at her work 
because I knew she worked with my sister at the same clinic that she works at now. Um, she worked with my sister and I knew it was her Saturday. So that following week I showed up at, on, at closing time to talk to her because she kind of tried to dodge me, but I wouldn't let her go. What, what, um, so, so what does Ron say? Um, this, you this, never underestimate a, a man on a mission. Is that what you said? 98, correct. Yeah. Okay. That's before they called it stalking. So it's completely okay. <laughs> That's You're hilarious. Lucky yeah. it before O2, or it could have been bad if it was actually like this. <laughs> yeah, that's completely that's, okay. In that's funny. It was, it was uh, romantic in the 80s. That's right. <laughs> it was romantic in the 80s. And then in the end of the 90s, it got to be creeperish. By 2002, it was, you know, you go to jail for that stuff. <laughs> right. Um. Exactly. <laughs> Um, so yeah, she tried to dodge me and, and I was relentless. I didn't give up on it because I just felt an, uh, an immediate connection with her and, and that connection grew significantly. I think she kind of felt it a little cavalier of me maybe to just show up on un, un, unannounced and she didn't respond to my calls. So I decided to eh, let me take it upon myself. Maybe she felt it was a little cavalier and a little bit charming. I don't know, but it worked out because we're going on 24 years of marriage next month. Nice. Congrats. That's beautiful. We're, we're 25 years together, 24 years on August 7th. Um, yeah, but it wasn't all, hasn't all been peaches and cream, let me tell you. And that's because I wasn't walking with Jesus yet. Now, I will explain. My wife, she has a very, very Christian family. And me being the person that I was at that time, you might think, they wouldn't have uh, accepted me, right? I seemed a little brash, a little rough around the edges, a lot rough, right? Not the case at all. They welcomed me in. They didn't treat me any different than they treat me today. So, but she had a very, very religious grandmother and grandfather, which, you know, we just laid grandpa to rest last week. Um, yeah. uh, her last surviving grandparent, but they were very integral in her upbringing and her, and her Jesus was spoke every day in her life um however was not that for that for me so um but i'll say this grandma she always kept she always kept my wife on the straight and narrow as far as that is concerned when it came to me um which i'll touch on that in a minute but uh and it was grandma that's so interesting it was how many it is how many times we hear that in people's stories that it's the you know one generation before that just really um makes it intentional to teach their grandkids about it so awesome yeah yeah i i unfortunately didn't have that but she did but that was that was the stepping stone right there that that was the stepping stone for me to to for christ to enter my life was through her. Yeah. So, and having that, uh, that upbringing. So it was, it was, I was still very much hands off. Uh, don't bring up the subject to me when it comes to God. Right. So mm -hmm. in later in the next month in 98, after we met, um, she invited me to go to her brother-in-law's, uh, the church he grew up in, um, for, they had this thing called hell house and it was the youth, uh, group put on reenactments of situations um you know teen promiscuity I, you know, drunk driving things like that 
Brilliant. My brother, my brother-in-law is a pastor, by the way, and my sister-in-law is the uh, first lady of the church. Um, and their uh, church uh, is the uh, Assembly of God in Dover, Ohio. Um, we'll shout out to them. Um, so he took me. They took us over to this this thing, this hell house, and it was a very, very profound thing. This was one of the kind of the first little nudges from God. And my wife took me to this for that reason. I do. I know this now. Um, so we're going through and they had this big gymnasium at this church and they had these different little cells, if you would, booths set up with different reenactments of things. And me being, you know, pretty, pretty heavy into alcohol and uh, drugs for a while there. Um, there was more alcohol at that time, uh, marijuana use at that time than it was hard stuff. Um, I, that was college. I walked away from that and I was done with there, the hard stuff. Um, so still using marijuana and alcohol, but at this, this reenactment, it was a turn overturned car. They literally brought in a smashed up car into the gymnasium and they set up this scene. There's teenagers on the ground bleeding and there's one teenager and he's in a black cloak. Right. And he's telling the crowd, and my brother-in-law standing behind me, and I just remember this overwhelming warmth inside me as this kid's talking, and he's kind of talking like a demon. He sounds sinister, right? And he's saying, you know, this could be you. This could be you if you don't turn. You turn your wow. ways, you know, change your ways, turn turn yourself around. This could be you. And it just hit me because I drunk, I drunk drink and drive all the time at that point. Right. And it just yeah. hit me so profoundly. I just felt this warmth over me and my, and he, and then the demon, if you will, the black cloaked individual pulled his cloak off and he was dressed in all white. And then oh. they had the spot, the spotlight that kind of came up over top of him. And he said, if you repent and you know, and you take Jesus into your heart, you can be forgiven. Awesome. Wow. And my brother all put and he said, Who here wants to have Christ in his heart tonight? This young man said, and my brother in law put his hand on my on my shoulder and I held my hand up. And that was the first invitation. But I didn't walk with him yet. I still thought I knew what I was doing. I still thought I had it in control, but I didn't. So that took place and it was a profound moment for me. It was a, a little bit more emotional now recanting it than at the time. Um, yeah. But I witnessed my first miracle after that. Uh, a true miracle. And that was in the spring of 99. Uh, my wife and I were not married yet. We were still dating and uh, her grandfather passed away. He had fought a long battle of lung cancer, multiple surgeries. This was before I knew her. So coming into that situation, um, she was, she was, quite emotional. And it was her grandfather. She, she grew up on the farm with, so it was, it was, it was very taxing and emotional for her. Um, and me, of course, just being in support of her. What, what can I say or do? Um, really other than being supportive of her. Um, and, and I had known her grandfather years before I ever met her because we, my father and I, and my brother-in-laws and family members hunted her grandfather's property. Um, deer hunted. So I had met no known her grandfather well before I'd ever met her. Um, oh, wow. So it was a little, 
it was a little emotional because I had talked to this man. I'd sat on his, he called it the Davenport. Uh, he sat on his couch and talked with him about deer hunting. Uh, so I knew the man. Um, so I did have a bit of a little bit of a connection there, you know. Um, but for her, obviously, it was it was a lot harder. Um, so uh, the miracle, we were at the hospital. Everybody was called because it was time. Um, they said he's not going to make it much longer. We were in the room. Everybody's sad. He's gasping, breathing hard. And she says, I got to go. Okay. She tells everybody, I'll be back. I, I just got to go. She's emotional. She goes, I want to go downstairs to the chapel and pray. And I, and honestly, in my heart, I just, I, I know I didn't physically do it, but inside I rolled my eyes. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Um, because like, as I said, I wasn't walking with Jesus yet. Um, I was very much still very resistant to it. Um, and so we went down to the chapel and, she prayed and and I just sat there kind of looking around, not really in prayer because it wasn't my thing. Right. So I just, I just sat there. Well, I witnessed a miracle when we went back to the room because we finished, she finished her praying and we went back up to the room and we no sooner walked back into that room. And she leaned in and she said, it's time you can go. And he took his last breath. And that shook me that it's the first, only time I've ever seen a person pass away. But the fact that she prayed for it in the yeah. chapel for her to go back up there and take him home and his suffering. And it happened immediately as we got back in the room when she leaned in and she said, it's okay, you can go. And he took his last breath. <sighs> and that was very, wow. very profound for me. And I think that started uh, a chain of events because, you know, that's that's pretty powerful stuff. When you witness God moving and you still aren't wanting to walk with him, you're refusing him, you're resisting him every step of the way, and you see that happen, it's pretty tough. Uh, it's yeah. pretty a tough, uh, stark reminder of what you are denying. But I still continued. Yeah. I still continued to deny. And then we'll move on to my second miracle. That would be the birth of my son in 2000. Um, many complications. He was premature. Uh, he was actually born not breathing. So that was, that was, yeah, that was difficult. Um, he shouldn't have lived, but he did. Uh, and my wife prayed. I actually did for the first time in my life, said a prayer and we were told that he was going to have all kinds of physical complications, mental complications, learning disabled, lifelong problems um, with, you know, me cognitive mental function and physical disabilities. And uh, yeah, he's a miracle because guess what? We've talked about him. You guys prayed for him. Uh, yeah, he's graduating. I was 4 thinking that. I was wondering if this yeah. is the one that yeah. got the job, and we yeah. prayed about it. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, that you guys prayed for. Absolutely. Um, yeah, he's a four. He was a 4.0 student in high school. Uh, class <laughs> salutatorian. Uh, dean's That's list. A far cry uh, from having a challenge, <laughs> right? Right. Wow. He's supposed to be mentally challenged. Yeah, everyone in school was dumber than him. I guess uh, that's the mental challenge he had. Um, <laughs> 
because I mean he's he's an amazing he's an amazing. What's that? I said send that doctor a note. Yeah, I, yeah, I'd like to send that doctor a note now. Hey, remember when you said this? My kid's probably smarter than you, Doc. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Uh, he, he went to college. He yeah. majored in business. He's got a minor in logistics and supply chain communications. Um, yeah. So God sent me a second miracle and, and mm. going through, uh, that whole scenario, just looking back at it now, it's, yeah, he's an amazing young man and, and, uh, the prayers, thank you so much for that, Mary, Ron, um, and, and showcasing the prayer, uh, on your show because it meant a lot and it worked because now he's got a great job and he's, he's working yeah. as an administrative assistant with the city of North Kent and, and he loves it. He said it's demanding. It's it's you know a hard position, but he loves it. So, uh, I love sharing the part about that. I just it's it's you know it's, it's really awesome to see God work that way. Yes. Now my third miracle came just one year, one month, and two days later in the form of our youngest daughter. And let <laughs> me tell you. We were doing everything medically necessary to avoid having another child. Every form of conceivable birth control, including pills and all the stuff they give for ladies and the stuff they have for guys, nondescript, but you understand. And God said, nope, here you go. You're getting another one. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, literally, we were trying to circumvent God's plan and that doesn't work. It never works when you do. No, life um, finds a way. So yeah, she uh, she was born, and um, right about the time that she was born. Um, oh, little side note on that, just on her. She also has excelled quite well as a student in high school, and she played softball and uh, took her to college, and she is now an accountant making high five figures. So there's that. Very successful children, and very blessed. Uh, to have them. Praise God. Um, nice. Yes. Praise, praise Jesus. Absolutely. Um, but when my, my daughter was born, um, I had started playing music. I had started learning how to play bass and then I started into bands. Um, the band lifestyle I can, if you've ever known any musicians or you can imagine you've seen enough movies or whatever, it's yeah, it's the Bakery. Uh, oh yeah. You know, for sure. a, I, I was, and for the better part of uh, a decade, I did that, you know, seven, eight years uh, in and out of different bands, playing small stages, bars to even big stage up at a place called the Agora in Cleveland, which is a pretty big music place. Um, so I just living that life. And it was it was fun for me. It was great for me. It was an individual thing for me. I wasn't at home. I wasn't being a father, though. Um, it was great for me. It was terrible for my wife. Um, and I, I have asked forgiveness so many times, not just to her, but to God for not being there now. But back then I wasn't living that life. I wasn't thinking about anybody, but wasn't thinking about my children. It was go to work, get home, go to practice, go to gigs, go, come home, sleep, repeat. Um, she, uh, she had it pretty rough in that time because, uh, 
that lifestyle is bad. You're around drugs, you're around alcohol, you're around influences uh, uh, of all types. Um, and it took uh, a special person to really keep my wife on track. And that was, uh, again, back to grandma because my wife was ready to leave. She was done with the music. She was done with that life because she was raising kids by herself. And she was, she was adamant about she was done and her grandmother, rest her sweet soul. Um, yeah, she's got a special place in my heart too because she's the only one that advocated for me when everybody else in her family was telling her to go. But grandma kept her there. She convinced her and told her that this is your job as a wife. This is your duty as a wife. And the Bible tells you, you are to stand beside your husband. You are to stand with him and, and help him through. And you got to remember, he wasn't raised with Jesus and you were. So you know what the right thing is to do. And my wife today, she will, dog mom, she will tell you to this day, she still is frustrated by that statement. Because every time she didn't want to hear what she needed to hear, grandma was the one saying it. And she said, that woman would frustrate me so much. Because she would tell me what I didn't want to hear. But that's what right. grandmas do, right? That's, yeah, that's, that's truth and love, right? Absolutely. Um, and yeah. so she pretty much, she brass tacks to her. You know, the Bible says you're supposed to, you're supposed to be that light for him. Um, so she stayed. And right about that time, I was in my the final band that I was in, and it just fell apart. Uh, that band, it wasn't going the way I wanted it to, and I can tell you why. Is because uh, in 2004, um, Passion of the Christ came out. And I was, again, very reluctant to go see that movie. But my wife, my grandma convinced her, take him to see this movie. It will change his life. One of the one of the things that she spoke when my wife was ready to leave. So she drugged me to it. Literally had to practically drag me because I'm like, I don't want to go see a Jesus movie. That's boring. <clears throat> How profound of a statement was that? Because I watched that movie in the theater. And I couldn't speak when I walked out of it. I physically could not speak. I had no words for the depictions of what happened in that movie to, to Jesus, which to my understanding from what the Bible speaks were toned down. And Mel Gibson, oh, I yeah. believe he That's said true. that he toned yeah. it down on purpose um, because he didn't want to turn the audiences away. But it was so, I could not believe that some, a man went through that. And that's all I could think about that, that really, that seriously, Jesus did that. Because again, I didn't know anything about him. I refused to listen to anything about him. So when I saw that, that's when he entered my heart because I couldn't speak. And I knew, I know now why I couldn't speak because that was Jesus keeping me calm, keeping me quiet so that I could think about what he gave for me. Amen. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Um, That's so cool that you recognize that. Um, yeah. Well, that led to the change. Uh, it, it was a shift in me I couldn't shake. 
uh, I couldn't shake it. So going back to the music life and I started changing at that point I was doing vocals. So I was writing the lyrics. I had control of the song content. I was no longer in bands that were screaming about hate or, you know, violence and that kind of thing. I was changing my lyrics. I was molding them to fit what I thought God would want. Um, I specifically remember writing a song that was, uh, it was called Suicide, but it was basically the lyrics were garnered towards the idea of you, you do not get forgiveness. You do not go to heaven. The band members didn't like that. They didn't like that content. Well, we don't want anything about God, Jesus in there. Well, I said tough-ished, and I wrote the song. I wrote the lyrics, and we played it, and I was adamant. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say what I want to say, and I'm going to write what I want to write. They didn't like that. They wanted me to conform to, we, we're heavy metal. We got to stay heavy metal. And I said, why, why does heavy metal not have to have God in it? I mean, the heavy metal frequency is actually healing frequency, if you know about frequencies. Um, you know, 432 is healing, but over 503 is also healing. Everything in between is damaging. Um, so I felt that I could be a positive message. They didn't like that idea. So I drifted apart from them, and eventually I quit. And I walked away from music for good. Um, and that exponentially changed my life for the better. And this is where we come to Jesus finally taking control. Uh, my daughter, um, I talked, she was a softball player. She, right about the time I quit playing music, my kids were ball playing age. My son was playing baseball. So I was doing umpiring and, and I went through all the classes and was doing umpiring, focusing on my family, focusing on my kids. Finally, now after spending, you know, a, almost a decade of being a, not a good dad, um, so I wanted to, I wanted to get on point and, and make up for it. Um, which I can't honestly, I, I can honestly say I can't ever make up for with the time that I wasn't there, but I'm going to be my dad and be terrible when I was. So, so she was playing ball and then she got into travel ball. I don't know if any of you know what travel softball is about. Um, but yep, it's, it, it, it's demanding. It's I, tr my wife and. I and my son, he got drug along for a lot of it. He didn't want to, but it's his sister, so he has to go. Uh, <laughs> there was a lot of arguments about that. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. Well, you don't have a choice. Um, right. So we traveled the eastern part of the United States pretty much. I mean, we went as far south as, as Georgia. Um, we went pretty much Great Lakes region, uh, North, New York, uh, all over, up and down. Uh, through softball and I watched my little girl grow up on a softball field um, quite little every summer all summer long tens of thousands of dollars in, in everything you can imagine from hotel to food to team fees all that but it it brought us all together as a family at, at the end of the day again like I said it got her to college and she's look where she's at um, she was she was uh, quite the Quite the success with softball. I mean, she set her high school uh, all-time home run record, career home run record. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, that allowed her to go to college and get 
a lot of accolades. And then COVID hit. She was in her freshman year. She was slotted to uh, possibly set records in her conference uh, with softball. And then COVID hit, and it ruined it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was all. It, it was kind of the end of an era, really. I mean, it was sad for me. She did. She wanted to quit and focus on her career. And through you know my stubbornness of I spent all this money and all this time on softball, you got to go back. And my wife, there she is again coming in and being the voice of reason and saying, this is why we did it to get her where she's going to get her into college, to get her into a career. So she forgot forego, uh, if you will, uh, softball forwent, if that's the proper way to put it, uh, softball and focused on her career and ended up getting into an internship and graduating a year early from college. Uh, so praise Jesus yet again. Um, yeah, she's uh, she's doing great. My kids are great. And again, grandma and grandpa, my my wife's grandparents were the strong foundation that my kids were raised on. That's the difference in my life to my kids. I didn't have Jesus, but my wife wouldn't let them grow up without him. And now I'm walking with him. So, awesome. yeah. Yeah, she's, uh, I have to say this real quick, and I'm going to get emotional because it's about my baby. Um, The strength of our marriage is we couldn't be stronger. I couldn't be more in love with that woman than the day I asked her to marry me. And I just want to say, I said this last night, and it came out so organically, and she said, I want to write that down. I want you to say that because I I told her she, I'm her jewel in her crown. And I said, God put me in her path so she could fulfill her calling to earn her jewel in heaven. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what she is for me. She, God put me in her path so she could save me. And I'm, yes. I just love her. I love her so much. And if anybody out there has heard the song, Someone, by Aaron Lewis. Have you heard it? Yes. Yes, I have. That's 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 my anthem. That's my anthem to my wife. Because if it wasn't for her, nobody else nobody else took the time to love me, and she did. And I'm forever thankful. By the way, it's uh it's deplorable dog mom's birthday today. So oh, uh, well. shout out, happy birthday, baby. Um, happy birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday. <laughs> you know what um, yes, that means, right? I'm going to be a little busy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I got done before we started uh, the recording here. I, I, she requested that I make her Alfredo, my homemade Alfredo from heavy cream and all that. And I did it and yeah, she got to have her birthday meal and I did up all the dishes so she didn't have to worry about it. Doing my part, doing my part as a husband. I don't know. Maybe I went a little bit of, a little bit of favor uh, for doing so, but I don't know. I think you're probably doing a lot of favor for tonight. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> well, I, I first and foremost thank, thank the Lord for everything I have. And, and I just real quick, I mean, that's pretty much the end of my testimony, guys. Uh, and I just want to say that thank you so much for allowing me to do this today. Um, I love your format. I love your platform. Giving people the opportunity to come out and share their stories, share their lives, and how they are now walking with Jesus and, and how it allows them 
for me right now, it feels very freeing and like a burden lifted because I was able to tell my story as in depth for the time that allows. But it, I hope it'll touch somebody to make them realize what they need to do to change their self, change their life. And if I can just, if my story touches just one, I'm okay with that. And I, I thank you guys for giving that format and that opportunity for people to come out here and do this. It's a wonderful thing. It's beautiful. Thank you so much, both Ron and Mary. Thank you guys. You're so welcome. I, you know, I'm just amazed at how we just, we talked about this last week a little bit. I think Ron mentioned about, you know, the different goals that we thought that this was going to be and, mm-hmm. and God's just using it in just some very surprising and remarkable ways more than what we had thought. So I am and it's not just one person that's going to be encouraged by your story. I mean, you're have two right here for sure. Tonight. Yeah, already, you know, the two that are, that are yeah. listening, you know, because <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, it's, 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 go, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. You Go ahead. I just thought I, I jotted down a couple of things while you were talking that kind of hit me a little bit. And uh, one thing was, well, we talked about the grandma thing. Like a lot of people have the grandparents that step in, which is awesome. But also um, when you were talking about when you first um, met your wife, it was uh, maybe years or so before you actually got together or it was a while and how um, you you noticed that that now looking back that that wasn't the time and just the god's timing and things and so it i just wanted to tell you that it's um, really good that you recognized that that god's work in that like sometimes is not on the timing that we think you know right so, and i did, and i totally didn't see it at the time that. I totally didn't see it at the time, but I recognize now that that year had to pass so that God had to put us in the right situation at the right time. Right. Um, And, and, and I'm forever thankful, forever thankful for that. Yeah. But being able to recognize and look back and that's, I'm able to look back through my life and going back over this with you guys. That's why I say it feels very freeing is because I've never, other than with my wife, I've never really disclosed a lot of my life publicly so to do this it feels very very freeing because oh yeah yeah being able to tell my story without getting too in the weeds uh, uh it it feels very freeing it feels very um yeah free that's the best way i can say it because now i like scott said a while back you know doing a deep dive into your past for repentance, you know, um, that helps me. That helps me because doing that, doing this publicly, now I can let go of the stuff that I have been holding on to for a little bit. You know, I can, I can honestly say when I get off here, I'm going to pray about it. I'm sorry. And and you can share it again. You know, this is, if this is your first time, this is practice. Yeah. Because God, God's going to give you some opportunity to share it again yeah, i'm positive he's gonna put people in front and, and i honestly can say he has put people in front of me because i have a young man at work that uh very very 
no, God doesn't exist. And when I first started working with him, he was very resistant to it. But now he asks me questions. He asks me questions like, how do you, how do you say this? If God, this and that, how how can you explain this? And I, and I don't know where the words come from. Father puts them in me. He he explains it to (laughs) it. Yeah. He explained, I don't know where they come from. Just like I don't, that saying that I said to my wife last night about God putting me in front in her path so that she could do, fulfill her duty for the kingdom of heaven. And that's to save mm-hmm. me. I said that to her, but I don't, those words just came out and she was just, she was taken aback by that. She was like, I loved how you put that. Say that again. So I had to think about it because I, I had to think about what I said because I didn't realize I said it. So I know that in those times when God is good, (laughs) she, she, she did write it down and she wrote it on my little, on my, uh, on my notes so that I would remember to say it. But, uh, yeah, Yeah. it's just when, when those, when God's moving in in me, I, 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 he's, he takes the wheel. He has the words. I, I just, I'm just the vessel for it, I guess. As I I don't know how I come up with the words, but it seems to be comforting to this young man. And, and now he's considering, he's considering going to church. Uh, Hey, if that's, if it's church, but you know, all he has to do is, you know, say those three things, you know, speak yeah. out loud that he is a sinner. Uh, know that, that God sent Jesus to die for our sins. And it's pretty simple. It's just, it's three yeah. things. That's what I've told him. That's what I've told him. So hopefully, it, hopefully at some point it sinks and in. Now you, you'll be a part of his testimony. That's how it's so cool. How God connects all of it it's all connected right right awesome i guess i guess that's go ahead ron no that's so true you know the the people that that spoke to me and got me to where uh i knew i needed to be saved and i I still talk to them today and and i remind them often that this is you know i'm here because of you and thank you for what you did you know thank you for Thank you for seeing in me that it was time, you know? Um, yeah. Because it's, and you can it, look back and, and you can look back and you can look at them and say, yes, thank you. But they can say, no, thank you. Because now look what you're doing with your show. You're bringing all, all of us together, Ron, you're, you're doing it. You're using what they gave you to help us to help me. I think one of the hardest parts about leading someone to Christ is just to have enough courage to open your mouth and talk to them. And I mean, there's really, there's, there's, I mean, there's, there's really no, no wrong words if you're living in Christ. Cause just like you said, <laughs> he'll put the words in your mouth. You don't really yeah. have to worry about that. Yeah. But having the courage to, to, to bring someone there. It's, it's awesome. Man. It's just awesome. And, and even if saying, even if you're just the, the initial point, I mean, you, tonight you talked about, there were like there was an initial contact there was an an initial point there was a next point there was you know god just kept being relentless after you and so you sharing your testimony with somebody might just be that initial thing i mean i totally agree with ron and saying you know people were were afraid of sharing christ um but you know we don't we don't have to be put the pressure on that we have to be the one that's gonna ring them in you know i mean the holy spirit does it anyway but yeah you know those first steps are critical 
They're critical. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's, that's why I, I find myself now when I interact with people at work and I know your religion and, and politics stay out of work. Well, not my not from my mouth. Um, I don't believe in that at all because I believe it, so much politics. That's a waste of time. But uh, as far as it comes to talking about God, yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm a lot out in the open with it because, and I, and I don't, I don't run from it. I don't shy from it. And nobody's gonna, nobody's gonna silence my tongue. Yeah, period. I, I'm going to speak about Jesus. I'm going to talk to people about God as often as I can. And if they don't like it, they can walk away. That's fine. I'll pray for you. God bless you. Yes. You know, but I'm not, I'm not going to keep my mouth shut. I don't keep my mouth shut much about anything, but uh, uh, to be honest, but when it comes to that, that's the one time I can't stand down. That's the one time I can't be yeah. quiet because I would much rather say, face the persecution of my fellow man than to face God for not speaking it. Oh, for sure. You know, upon my, upon my atonement, what, why, why did you, why did you silence your tongue? I don't want to have to answer for that. So I'd much rather just speak out and take their persecution. As he told us, you follow me, you will be persecuted. If you believe in me, you will be persecuted. You will be hated. That's fine. Hate me, but I don't hate you. Right. So that's, that's just pretty much where I sit with it. Go ahead. I found that much. um, I found that there isn't much in life that, uh, does that's good that doesn't come with the cost you know yeah yeah i i I, and i used to tell them this was a mantra with my kids i told them everything in their life anything at all that's worth doing will not be easy and will face the biggest hardships in doing so right it's it's pretty much it relates exactly to jesus and walking yeah. with him is a hard path because mankind throws, I mean, the, the devil throws everything into mankind that he can to turn you away from Jesus. So it's, if it's, if it's worth working for, it's going to be hard and it's, and it's, it's going to be a lot of trials, but if it's worth doing, do it. Yeah. Awesome. And, and work hard at doing it, work hard at doing it. Right. Uh, that's all we can do. Right. Right. And as long as we're walking with him, nothing what is the the the, the no weapon forged yep no weapon you shall harm you shall prosper yep right shall prosper right so uh yeah they can they can throw any weapon they want at me flaming arrows and all that and my armor's up so good luck with that right and my wife will tell you i'm one of the most stubborn stuck up stuck on my position and i don't move from it so my position is standing on the rock of faith so good luck pushing me off it then the devil tried. The devil just tried last Friday. He just tried to get in between oh, my, wife, yeah. my wife and I last Friday, but we recognized it. We saw it for what it was, and it didn't. He didn't. He didn't win. He didn't get in. He tried. He yeah. tried lifting up the plate armor, but no, no. We rebuked him and we set him out of our house. So, I, yeah, and he's going to keep trying. I he's going to keep trying. Like, you know, just knowing you and and the and the brotherhood and that we've, you know, you've gotten to know everybody here and um just being a strong warrior and i had this thought or vision when you were talking about you know god saying like when you released yourself to the lord like every all of heaven is like we got one we got a warrior look at this you know 
<laughs> Look, we didn't just get we didn't just get a soul. We got somebody to fight in the front lines. <laughs> That's right. I, I I embrace I embrace that role. Give me the shield. Give me the sword of spirit and the sword of steel, and I'll go yeah. fight. Send me, God. Send me. Where do you need me? Put me in there. I'll be a watcher what? on the wall. I'll be, question, a ba- I'll be on the battlefield. My next yeah. question was: So what now? So where do you see uh, God's mission with you right now, going forward? I I will be honest with you. Um, <laughs> no, it's a fair question. It's a totally fair question. It's it's on point because uh, I've been waiting for the answer, but I know that I have a gift and 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 deplorables. She said this to me so long ago. You have the gift of counsel. God gave you a gift of counsel. You have the ability to counsel people, to talk to them. And even when I'm down and I'm struggling with things, you just have a way of speaking that calms my heart. So I know what my calling is. My calling is to speak Jesus to people that are struggling. That's my calling. I do believe that. And when the time comes that if the sword needs to be drawn of steel, send me, Father, where you need me. But I'll do the spiritual sword for now. I'll stick with the yeah. spiritual sword till you tell me to draw the steel one. And that's where I'm at. I guess that's where I'm at. That's a fair question. It was I, I was actually didn't realize I was prepared for that. But um, but yeah. Well, once again, the Lord prepared you right, right before but, your eyes. Yep, he just <laughs> right. right right there. Miracle number four. Uh, that's right. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I, that's where I'm at and I'm still listening. If there's somewhere else he needs me to be, I'll, uh, I'll hear it when he, when he wants me to hear it, I'll hear it. So I guess, yeah, that's pretty much, that's pretty much where I'm at is using my gift of counsel. I'm an artist at heart too. So, um, like I said, I went to art school, so I actually got a new sketchbook and I'm going to get some pencils and I'm going to start working with physical art again but i have a niche a a niche ability and that's portrait art drawing people so my wife has a picture of her grandparents that uh that are now deceased um and i'm going to do a portrait from that picture for her mother Um, and she said maybe that's that's something maybe that's a god's tool your art maybe you could do that for people draw portraits of their loved ones that they've lost oh yeah give them to them imagine the the spark of conversation even that happens with that wow no i couldn't imagine that's and and if that's if that's god's path for me i'm gonna take it i'm gonna walk wherever he he tells me to walk because it's not my it's not my choice it's his so i just gotta listen i'm just gonna ears to hear eyes to see and, and follow where he leads me so maybe that is a thing. She said that. She said you haven't been using your talent for so long. Oh yeah, for sure. She said you haven't been using that talent for so long. The song I heard maybe today had a line in it. It's a detour. The detour is the road. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was awesome. It's it's hard to stay on that on that narrow road. It's got a lot of exits and. But I'm gonna. I'm I'm definitely working every day to 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 have a stronger walk and 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 i'm listening and try to do what i can to change what change and help where i can with people and those two gifts my artistic ability and my gift of counsel those are the yeah. two things i think God gave to God's to, connect that going uh, forward i, I, I you know, wait for it i can't wait for it 
<laughs> I feel, I feel like right now I just have this overwhelming warmth. I can't believe I'm not sobbing like a baby. Um, I just have this overwhelming warmth all of a sudden that, man, maybe that's what I should be doing. Just counseling yeah. and using my talents, my gifts mm-hmm. and talents, you know? Yes. And yes. Scott, Scott says that a lot, you know, get, embrace your gifts and talents and use them where you can and, and make sure you're doing it first and foremost with the Lord in mind. Right. So, yes, this for those who don't know, awesome. he's referring to Scott with Bards FM. So, mm, yes, yes, Bards FM, Bards Nation fam, love all you guys, love all you. Yeah. You know, I may never meet any of you. I hope we can make it to a Bards Fest next year. If there's, if one comes to the Midwest that's close enough to us, um, I would love yeah. to meet you all in person. That would be awesome. And if God allows that to happen, He will. Um, right. But if we never meet. Uh, I feel we have a digital fellowship here through your show, through Douglas's show, through uh, Nikki's show, uh, Cole's show, Scott, Conley, Duncan. We're all, this is a digital fellowship. Yeah. And we're all going to see each other in heaven anyway. (laughs) Right. We're all going to, we're, I'm going to, I, I've seen your profile pictures and Ron, I haven't seen you. I don't know what you look like, but I bet I'll know you when I get there. Like, I'll hear your voice. I'm like, hey, I know that sweet, sultry voice. <laughs> I look like Jaggy from Scooby Doo. Oh, well, guess what? I used to be called that too. That's so, yeah. ironic. The only thing I'm missing is a red dog. I used to have a red bone and we used to go to Scooby and Shaggy. But <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll recognize me. We, yes. we actually have a 170 right. pound version of Scooby-Doo. <laughs> he's a, he's called a blue Merle. He's a, 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 a sorry. He's a blue Harlequin. Uh, he's a great name. 170 pounds. So yeah. And he's wow. a big idiot, but I love him. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to send you, I'll have to send you a picture, Mary. Um, you can forward yeah. it to Ron. Yeah. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a big dummy. We tell it, we say often that he has the tism. We think he's autistic because he's scared of everything and he, it's just a 170 pound dog and terrified of everything. Uh-huh. Kind of like Scooby Doo, right? <laughs> yep. Right. Right. Rut row. Yep. <laughs> Rut row, Reggie. Right. <laughs> well, thank so, you so much. I mean, yeah. We're right about an hour, aren't we? Yeah. 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 Yep. Thank you so well, much. Thank you so much, guys. You're welcome. Very man. well done. Again, share it well, again. You know, whatever opportunity I, God brings to you, share it because. You know, it will touch people. So, and it's God's purpose in everything. You know, everything. That's, I guess Nothing that's my mission, huh? Wasted. Yep. Yep. That's all our mission. That's right. That's so, right. This is this has been wonderful, guys. I thank you so much. I love you both very much. Uh, keep this show going. Um, you're you're helping so many people. You've helped me greatly, and you've helped so many already. And you're going to continue to help people. And and it's God blessed. It is God blessed and God sent. Keep up the good work, guys. Thank you. Thank you. We will. All right. That was the testimony of Truth Patriot. Truth Patriot, thank you so much for giving us your testimony. I know that it will help someone out there. There's somebody's ears who needed to hear that, and it will get to them. We know it will. If there's anyone out there who is uh, also interested in giving your testimony, please reach out to us at This Is An Official Godcast at gmail.com and we'd love to hear your testimony as well 
Again, thank you. Thank you, Truth Patriot. Awesome. I love the, uh, I love how you said your testimony is freeing and uh, it reminded me, yes, it is. You know, you think when you give your testimony, it's like, oh, this is going to help someone out there. It's going to, it's going to lead them to Christ. And, and um, you, you never really think about what it's going to do for you. Uh, but it, it is, it, it's freeing. It's amazing. There's a lot of self growth that happens when you give your testimony for the first time, just, just thinking, you know, your life, your past, going back to everything that's happened. Um, and then when you look back and you, th- and you notice that God was there the whole way, uh, it really, do- it does so much for you. I think that the person that gives his testimony grows just as much as those that are listening. That's the, one of the beauties of the testimony. So Romans ten thirteen says, everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you like what God has done in Truth Patriot's life and you want that for you as well, and you're ready to call upon the Lord, don't hesitate. Do that now. Romans 10, 9 through 10 says that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. So if there's anyone out there who would like to reach out to us, you can find us on Telegram at This Is An Official Godcast. You can find us on X at Official Godcast. And yes, Mary's been doing greater things out on Facebook as well. You can find us on Facebook at This Is An Official Godcast. I almost feel like I misspoke earlier. I said, Mary's not going to be with us. It really seemed like she was with us all night after listening to that testimony. (laughs) uh, She is with us in spirit. She always is. Mary, we love you. Can't wait to see you again next week. Ray Finkel, you still with me? Yes, I am. Wonderful. You know, uh, one of us should close out in prayer tonight. What do you want to draw straws? No. You want to? No. No? You want me to close out? I'm more than happy to. I just want to give you that opportunity. Okay. Okay. You good? Okay. I would. I will. You will? Yeah. All right. Let's bow our heads. Ray's going to pray us out tonight. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you that we can have this day to listen to the word of God and how God is working in other people's hearts, Lord. I know you're out there saving somebody's life right now, Lord. And Lord, you can save our lives too. If we believe in our heart that God raised you from the dead, we will be saved. And Lord, we just know that you can save us if we believe in you, truly. Lord, please work in our hearts as we go home tonight, as we
get ready for the morning tomorrow. Lord, wish us a good night. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Can I pray too? Mm-hmm. Okay. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for such an awesome night, and thank you for that beautiful testimony. Help us, Father, to embrace the callings and the responsibilities and the opportunities you've given to us. We all have so many more opportunities that we can even possibly take advantage of in a lifetime. And so we pray that you will help us use this time and make use of the opportunities you have given us to do what's best for your glory, Father. Help us to impact others around us for Christ using those gifts that you've blessed us with. I pray you work in any of the prayer requests that were mentioned in chat tonight. Lord, if there were, I missed them, but please, I I ask that you work with those prayers. We thank you for the fact that we can bring these prayers to you. We ask that you comfort our hearts as we bring them to you. Help us to remember that you, Lord, are sovereign, and we pray that you would help us to rest in your ability to answer these prayers. We ask that you might work in these situations to glorify yourself, strengthen your people, to advance the cause of the gospel, to change hearts, to change minds, causing them to know Christ as their Savior. Guide us, Lord, as we go forth this week. Help us to be a testimony before the world and to be an encouragement to other believers. We ask all these things in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. All right, thank you so much, everyone, for joining us tonight. That was Truth Patriot. Incredible testimony. Uh, Thank you, my friend. Thank you for doing that. Uh, We'll have to have you on again. Maybe we'll get a guest co-host in there for you, Truth Patriot. I'd love to have you back on here. Um, So, all right, let's call it a night. Uh, For those of you, uh, Bards Fest is going on. You can catch that live on YouTube. You can catch that live on Podbean. I'm not sure of the other podcasts. Everyone's probably taking a break tonight because of Bards Fest going on, so... Uh, just head on over to YouTube, watch it live. Uh, I think it's on Rumble as well. And you can find the the live audio on Podbean. So so please go to that. Have fun tonight. And uh, ah, Truth Patriot, be happy and grateful to come back on, brother. Awesome. We'll get you back on. We're going to have a co-host one night, um, special co-host. We'll get Truth Patriot back on. And that'll be awesome. And uh, Deplorable Dog Mom, you are welcome as well. Okay, my dearest friends, let us not forget we are here for one reason and one reason only, and that is to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, our Savior. So please find that person in your life that you love that does not know God and share with them your testimony. Do it today. No, you can't get to heaven without... S-A-L-V-A-T-I-O-N No, you can't get to heaven without S-A-L-V-A-T-I-O-N
Shout it out loud and clear. S A L V A T I O N. Sing it out far and near. S A L V A T I O N. No, you can't get to heaven without. S A L V A T I O N. As a gift of his love you receive. S A L V A T I O N. Act 16, 31. S A L V A T I O N. Just believe and receive. S A L V A T I O N. All right. Thanks again, everybody. Don't forget to catch us next week, 7 p.m. Eastern Time Live on Podbean. Next week's guest is Alex Newman. Alex Newman is a friend of Dustin Nemos. Dustin Nemos said, man, you guys got an awesome show. I know someone would like to go on there and uh, give his testimony. I got a great guy for you, Alex Newman. And he'll be here next week. So until then, we'll see you. Bye, guys. We love you.